Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Feel Good Podcast with Kimberly Snyder. Our goal is to help you develop a lifestyle that promotes health, wholeness, and healing. Feeling good is about accepting who we are and living from a place of inner peace in our perfectly imperfect lives. Thursday is our community show where I cover a themed topic and answer four questions that come right here from members of our community, just like you. We are here to support you in living your most beautiful, inspired, and joyful life with a focus on health, wellness, meditation, and spirituality, and personal empowerment. I'm your host, Kimberly Snyder, founder of the Saluna Lifestyle Brand, New York Times bestselling author, and nutritionist. Now let's get started. Hey beauties, welcome back to our Thursday Q&A podcast. Our topic today is how to get your life back amid coronavirus. This is a big one because, of course, none of us expected this to go on this long and into the foreseeable future. It is one quite one thing if you know this was going on for a couple weeks or even a month or two, but because it continues to go on for months and months and months, we don't want to feel like our whole life is on hold, that we're not moving forward, that we're just in a stagnant place which of course doesn't feel good to any of us. So today we're going to talk about some practices and tips for really just tapping in and feeling how um, how life can still feel expansive and beautiful even amidst this virus. So before we get into it, I just want to make sure that I remind you to please leave us a review on iTunes which is a great way to support the show. It keeps us going. It keeps us growing so we can keep providing the show for you. So thank you so much. It really is a wonderful way to help spread the love and to help other beauties like yourself to find the show. And you can also please subscribe to the show because we're all super ultra busy. And this is a way to just keep that flow in your life and um, positivity and different tools for your practices and your your growth and your self-care. So yeah, so those are the ways that um, I so appreciate you helping to support. So let's get right into our questions today. I've been doing the show solo for the past few weeks. Kaylin is an insane worker. She's so amazing. She's so busy right now. There's so much going on with Saluna. So um yeah, we'll get her back on at some point. But for now, it's me and me alone. <laughs> First question comes from Natalie in Everett, Washington. And she writes, I try not to watch the news too much. However, we're clearly living in crazy times. How can I get my life back and not feel so unsure about our future? So this is a really great question, Natalie. I I understand that feeling of not feeling sure about what's going on in the future and creating, you know, a lot of anxiety can be created around that. So the answer to this question, I will say, well, first of all, I'm going to acknowledge, yes, there is a lot of unpredictability right now. There's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of, there's just like a lot that's coming up that needs to come to the surface for healing, I think, in a lot of different ways. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, 
hectic out there, shall we say. There's a chaotic energy in the air. So one thing I'll say, like the, 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 the teaching for that applies to this is very uh, Buddhist, actually. Buddha talked about fear at length. He talked about the causes of suffering. And one of the causes of suffering we know is an attachment to the future. It's an attachment to future outcomes, wanting things to look a certain way, to be a certain way. And the reality is that we aren't sure of the future with or without coronavirus. You know, that's, that's the truth. The truth is that we, have, we may have this false sense of security when we're not in coronavirus. Um, we think that there's things that are going to be more permanent and structured but the true reality is that the nature of life is ever-changing and there is no way to be sure about the future. So what do we do? <laughs> what we do is that we anchor into the now. And again, as, as uh, Buddha taught, it's how we rise up in every moment in the now, in the eternal now that keeps coming, the now, the now, the now. So it means that we show up in that moment. It means that we come with our energy and our love and our focus and our presence. And we dive as deep as we can into the present moment. And we try not to analyze the future. And if our mind starts to go there, which is, of course, a natural aspect of being human, just like training a dog... <laughs> The monkey mind, as the Zen Buddhists would call it, we just bring the mind back and back to the present. And we can take some deep breaths. We can just shift a little bit. We can get up and we can take a little walk around for five minutes just to clear our mind. Movement is good for shifting our mood. Or we can do a meditation. But we want to keep bringing it back to the now. And again, the reality is that the future has never been uncertain. Now, I understand that now there's even more that feels ungrounded, but in a way, I think that the, the positive side, if we you know, look to the positive side, is that it, in moments of crisis, in moments of great change, it is a catalyst for igniting more potential inner growth. So when things are going really well and there's, you know, nothing, you know, that feels too scary, then we might just sort of drift along. But this is a time where we can really go inward and learn to trust the security within being anchored to ourselves. So that's what I would say, Natalie. And we definitely have a bunch of free guided meditations for you over at mysaluna.com if you want to get started. With the Four Cornerstone ebook as well, the guide to live this life, I think is a really great way to just feel anchored into the now. And again, just it's something we have to do day in and day out, just trying to be more and more present, being here, and yeah, and bringing us, bringing ourselves back here. Now, the next question. Thank you so much for your question, my love. Next question comes from Leah. She's from Green River, Utah. She said, it's one thing to stay positive when, within myself, but quite another when it comes to helping my teenage daughter be positive. Do you have any practices I can share that would help to navigate these uncertain times? So Leah, 
Thank you so much for your question. Again, yes, this is a big one. I don't have teenagers yet, but of course, teenagers aren't fully formed adults. So there's a lot for them to process. They don't have yet the full breadth of maturity and, um, you know, they're, 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 they're still developing. I remember what I was like as a teenager and I was riddled with anxiety. So I can only imagine for teenagers thinking about, well, what's the world going to be like when I'm an adult or am I even going to be able to go to college? Is there going to be college? You know, there's just a lot of questions. So I will say as, as a family or, you know, as a mother daughter unit, if you will, I, I think it's, I think it's beautiful to foster any practices with your daughter that can bring her with you back to the now. So for instance, meditation, which I just talked about, which is the most obvious one is a family or together. If you can do some breath work and teach her how to calm her body and to meditate and to begin a practice, it's something that will serve her for the rest of her life. And you know, maybe something that she may or may not get into right away, but I think offering it as a practice and teaching her how to feel into her body and to be here in this moment and teaching her that in this moment, everything is okay. And that's what we do. We just live moment to moment, honey. And you can just have some conversations. I think that introducing her to a journal and the idea that, you know, it's a great thing to express ourselves and to not push down feelings and sometimes it's helpful to write things down. It's helpful in the processing process. As a teenager, I did. I was a big journaler, actually. I've always been a big writer. So um, that's, for, that's where it started for me. And then I also think that doing things together that keep her in the now is a wonderful thing as well. So for instance, in the evening when school's done and, you know, she's doing remote schooling and things are quieter. It's when we can get in our own heads. So maybe in the evening is where, you know, you, you cook a meal together and you really focus on the ingredients. You also, maybe you play a board game together. It's funny because hubby and I have gotten really into Scrabble lately. We play quite a bit, (laughs) but board games are just like good old fun and use the mind. So it, it occupies the monkey mind in something that's here and present And, you know, we have to engage with the games. You have to think about your next move. So it's a nice break from just watching the news in the evening or just having time for the mind to wander. I also think that it's important from a wellness perspective that your daughter continues to eat, you know, the best foods possible, that she's exercising, getting fresh air, you know, taking care of the body's needs so that. she's able to just feel as free and light and clear as possible. Um, I also think, again, anxiety builds as waste builds in our colons. So just making sure her digestion is good. She's taking detoxy if she needs to. Um, These are all really helpful as well. So, I mean, it would be amazing to, to hear back from you, Leah, and see if, you know, your, your teenager is open to meditation. I love, I'd be interested in that. You know, Bubby meditates with me. It's very short sometimes, you know, he'll just kind of sit and do it for a little bit. And then, you know, he's a, he's a toddler, like just above toddler now. He's just turned four. 
So he will you know, scrunch his eyes and do it for a little bit, but there's effort there. And again, it's just the building of a practice. I also think just having a really, it's the last thing I'll say, it's just like a really open communication dialogue where my daughter can just feel that again, besides her journaling, that you're there and you can listen and she can really talk about what she's feeling just helps to get it out of the body. I think a lot of teenagers um, aren't the best at expressing their feelings and they bottle things up. So having that as a practice, as a family, I think could be really wonderful. All right, beauties. Those are our first two questions for our show today. We're going to take a short break and I'll be right back to answer two more questions for you guys. Hey beauties, you've heard me talk about how important digestion is over the years, and I have an amazing product for you that really does help your digestion day in and day out. It is called the Feel Good Digestive Enzymes, and they are enzymes that you take right before you eat. So you would take them right before lunch, right before dinner, and what they do is they help to break down your food better. It helps to digest the protein, the carbs, and the fat and also to break down fiber because fiber, especially if you're not used to eating a lot of plant food, can make you bloated as well as candida. So the enzymes break everything down so that you get more nutrients from your food, which makes you healthy and beautiful and strong and revitalized. You get more nutrients and it also helps you digest faster so that it helps to prevent bloating. So it's an amazing product and I've been a huge fan of digestive enzymes for a long time. And then we invented our own, we formulated our own, which have very high uh, quantities of lipase, for instance, to break down fat and all these strains. So it's a really balanced, amazing formula. You can check it out over at mysaluna.com and you can use the code wellness15 for 15% off all supplements and skincare. So check it out, mysaluna.com, wellness15. All right, beauties, we are back from our break, and there are two more questions on this topic, which is how to get your life back amid coronavirus. Our next question comes from Aubrey, who is in Tampa, Florida, and she writes, I find your four cornerstones very interesting and wonder how you would rate these with importance when it comes to our mindset and dealing with COVID. So Aubrey, this is a really great question. I will say that The way that I created the cornerstones was very organic. I used to live with clients for a few months at a time sometimes. And I would, you know, they were getting ready for a film, doing a press tour, on film, whatever it was. And it was just a wonderful experience. It's not what I do day to day now, which I, you know, A, don't want to be doing more to be honest. It's a lot to be away for a couple of months here and there. But B, I just couldn't do it with kids, of course, and a hubby. But I learned so much about people and about working with people and how to find the best results. And so the food part of my work had always been more forward-facing because I think it's easier to latch on to recipes. But the reality is that I was doing these four cornerstone practices from the get-go with all of my clients. I would meditate with most all of them, the ones that I lived with. And we do, you know, we talk about spirituality. 
Um, there's a big emotional, I mean, maybe the emotional component was the biggest for me in client work and like pro- helping them process, talking through, didn't really do journaling with them, but just this emotional processing. <laughs> I'll say it's not meant to be hierarchical, but definitely they're meant to work as a system. I will say, though, if I did have to rank them, I would say that by far and away, the most important one is spiritual growth. And the reason I say that is because food will always, is always important for keeping up your energy and keeping your body cleansed. You know, taking care of your body is super important always because it is our temple. Emotionally, we need to process so we don't repress and suppress and that we have really, you know, high levels of, of mental health. We take care of our mental health and that's really important during COVID. But spiritual growth, which I define as the path to connect to your true self, to understand yourself, to go deep inside of you, to whatever version of you know, spirit that you connect to, or whether it's love or God or whatever word you want to use, that is our anchor. That is our true anchor. So like I was saying in our first question, we've never been certain about the future. And we think life is going to be a certain way, but the reality is life is always changing. I'm sure you've had big things happen in your life. You know, for me, when my mom passed away out of nowhere, it was just like, what? Like, oh, anything can really happen. And it's true. So to me right now, this is the time to strengthen our 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 connection with our deep selves, with our spirit. Because if we do that, then we can feel anchored in unanchored times when everything is going to, you know, to um, just chaos seemingly on the outside, just, you know, Corona. And then there's just all sorts of political things happening right now and social action and so much movement that, we can be in that, but not of it. You know, Yogananda says, in the world, but not of the world. And so the spiritual growth cornerstone is what gives you that. It allows you to feel very deeply anchored and very deeply connected to the fact that safety and security, true safety and security comes from something else. It doesn't come from the government. It doesn't come from a predictable life. It comes from deep inside of you. So the way to access that is through your meditations. It is going into that stillness and that space. And I'll say it again, we have free guided meditations for you. I continue to work on more and develop them because I think that you know potentially has the biggest impact, can have the biggest impact on your life. I would say it has on mine. And also when I'm connected to myself, I don't, I'm, I'm not as into like, you know, food cravings and, and food treats, because I just feel like there is, uh, you know, so much energy that I'm able to get from other sources. And so, uh, yeah, I would definitely rank the spiritual growth component as the most important one. Okay. So our fourth and last question comes from Denise and she is in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. And she writes, life moves forward despite COVID. However, how can we feel like we have our lives back, even though we're clearly still in the midst of this virus? Being a wife and a mother, I feel like I need to lead by example. However, I'm not feeling very example-like. 
Denise, thank you so much for your question and for tuning in, Mama. I know it's hard because we do always want to be that shining example, but we're human and we have feelings and we're not always going to be, you know, so ideal and, um, you know, in every way for our children and our families, but we can be, we can lead, we can show them, we can lead by example in being authentic and finding inner strength and also being very, showing resilience. So life has changed and shifted, but we only feel really upset, I think, or distressed by the situation if we keep lamenting the gap between where it is now and where it could be or what it used to be like, right? Versus, again, back to my first Um, the first question about being really fully here in the now, being in the present means this is what is showing up and how can we be in the most harmony with the moment? How can we not resist it? We know that when we resist, which is like, I don't like this. I don't want this stupid COVID to be here anymore. I want my my old life back. That's resistance. And sure, we can do that, but I can tell you right now, it's not going to make anything feel better. Resistance makes it harder. When we can surrender and let go, it means that we start to adjust and we don't have those heavy expectations weighing us down and we can just feel so much more flow and light coming in. I will say that for me, it was really hard in the beginning. I had a lot of resistance because Bubby, you know, I was so tired when I was pregnant and Bubby school um, you know, stopped pretty immediately his, his preschool. And I was just like, Oh, like what's going on. But then the funny thing is I just stopped lamenting and waiting for school to come back, which it never did at the end of the year. I just started living again and I just started living my life and sure it's different and we have to wear masks and we don't get to go to all the stores and the parties we go, you know, we used to go to, But in some ways, you know, we're home, we're rooted, we're connecting a lot as a family. I have more time to meditate. I don't have to go to events that I don't always want to go to. Um, So we just start living our life from here and stop, you know, as much as we can comparing our lives to how they were. And so leading by example for me means getting on with your life and shifting. So maybe there's hobbies or books you want to read that you never had a chance to. Maybe there's different ways you want to decorate the house or do some cleanouts or, you know, just, just shift and adjust. Now I know this is easier said than done for someone not going through like an, you know, bar, of course, like huge heart energy for anyone that, you know, has gotten sick or family members have gotten sick or have, you know, huge uh, financial upheaval from, from that. You know, I definitely don't want to sound, um, insensitive to that because those are massive changes. But I do think that the way forward is is through. So it means not trying to suspend our lives, not waiting. It's like holding our breath. We just go ahead. We show up in the now. We show up in each moment. We do our best with what is here right now. We don't complain. It just keeps a sort of energy of not being really present. And again, it just doesn't help anything. So just keep showing up as your beautiful, true self, Denise. Keep giving all your heart, all your love to your Um, to your family, to your husband, to your meditation practice, to staying anchored, staying off the news as much as possible. 
Um, there is a Monday podcast that I want you guys to listen to, especially it is about how to, it's the upcoming Monday one, actually it's practices to find more joy in your life now. And I think for all of you guys tuned into this, listening to this, interested in this topic, it's going to be a really great solo cast to give you some more everyday tools that you can utilize to bring in. But for now, I'll say that, you know, life, life has to keep going on. Life must go on. It's just like, you know, it's, it's different. There's a shift, but it's still life. We're still alive. There's still so much to appreciate and to be grateful and to be thankful for. And there's so many ways we can keep growing. I feel like this time for me, has been a time of tremendous growth and I am so um, grateful in many ways for this period is strange and interesting as it's been. It's also been a way, as I was saying earlier, to go deeper and to really um, anchor in. So with that, I'm going to close with my thought of the, of the week, which is around this topic, actually. It comes from our great modern spiritual thought leader, Eckhart Tolle, and he writes, the secret to finding the deeper level in the other is finding the deeper level in yourself. Without finding it in yourself, you cannot see it in the other. So again, this deeper level that he is talking about is going below the surface. On the surface, yes, it's rocky and bumpy and shifting and seemingly crazy and chaotic. But when we can go deeper into the now, when we can go deeper into anchoring into ourselves, there is a place of stillness. There is a place of strength. And there is a place of so much resilience that you will find inside of yourself, this light inside of you. And you realize, oh, outer circumstances don't have to affect me as much as I thought. It's what we work towards in our spiritual practice and in our meditations. It's this place where we eventually start to you know, work towards enlightenment. We become untouchable. We just go through life and we're just not as affected as much by the outside world. So it doesn't mean we're you know, not affected at all. Of course, there's major things going on, but it means that we don't have to depend on them looking or being a certain way for us to feel okay. We're okay. You are okay because you have yourself. That's it. You're breathing in and out. You're alive. It's such a gift. So, you know, anchor into that. It's so simple. Just breathing in and out and being here now. Yes, I know it may not seem ideal and and it's shifting. But again, you have this moment. You have yourself. You've God. You've everything. I love you. I'll be back here Monday, like I said, for the next podcast. I definitely recommend it. And take great care of yourself till then. I'll see you over at mysaluna.com or on Instagram. My handle is at underscore Kimberly Snyder. Thank you so much and sending you so much love.